Well, hi, everybody. Mark Corona. I'm the host of the Practical CMO. I've been doing a, a short series on looking at marketing best practices in different industries and uh, different markets. And, you know, I thought uh, today would be interesting to look at healthcare in particular. You know, unique markets have different levels of marketing maturity. They have very different ways of going to market. They measure success differently. And even the role of marketing in a lot of different companies and different industries is viewed quite differently. So today I'd like to do a deep dive on healthcare, a little bit of a temperature check on kind of how's the market doing, characterize some of the organizations in the sector, maybe highlight some marketing best practices that other industries might look at, and maybe even talk about some things that other industries are doing that um, uh, marketing executives in healthcare roles might find interesting. So, so that's the agenda. My guest today is Deborah Fell, one of my colleagues and area managing partner, chief marketing officer at Chief Outsiders. You know, Deborah has brought a ton of strategic marketing and dramatic improvements in marketing programs to her clients along the way. And I just thought, let's jump into it, Deborah. Let's talk a little bit about your background and then let's jump into some of the topics we think might be relevant to our audience. Sure, Mark, thank you for having me. Um, you know, my background is actually quite varied across a lot of industries in both my employment uh, long career, as well as uh, in my chief outsiders engagements. And um, in recent years, uh, however, I've spent a bit more time in the healthcare arena, I've had um, healthcare insurance company, a mobile clinical services provider, as well as um, yeah, uh, senior living, you know, across the spectrum of nursing home all the way through independent living. So quite a range of, of healthcare. And in some cases, seen all those industries through the lens of one company. So it's been really fascinating to be able to see this through my chief outsiders engagements, whether I'm doing the work or helping to identify a CMO who would be, you know, just perfect for the job. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that is a pretty broad cross-section, Deborah, in terms of some of the bigger uh, players within health, the healthcare market. You know, a lot of times we preach strategic marketing with chief outsiders, and we talk about kind of the overall maturity of marketing functions, right? How would you characterize marketing in most healthcare organizations? And, you know, and if they differ by sector, that's fine too. But I just think it would be interesting to say, well, compared to other industries overall, how mature is marketing, particularly in the healthcare world? Well, let me first say that I think healthcare executive teams would be wise to view marketing as essential to their growth strategy. And to answer your question directly, I, I can't say that I always see that. Often it is sort of relegated to the trade show support, um, sales support, both of which are very important, by the way, uh, you know, developing collateral, updating the website, these sort of tactics are more of what I see However, given the amount of disruption that's going on in the industry, you know, I am starting to see 
companies think a little bit more strategically about what marketing can bring. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so what you talked about, when I always think about is the big three, right? Trade shows, collateral, yes, uh, website, right? Right. I'm not sure. I'm not whether you're in healthcare or you're a industrial or a manufacturing company right. or right. business services company. It seems like that's kind of the big three in terms of more most organizations go to market plans. But how do you see that evolving with healthcare? Well, I think, you know, as I mentioned, with all the disruption in the industry, whether it's, you know, even things like bringing hospital level care to the home, startups, I'm seeing startups actually partnering with these big institutional bastions of the healthcare world, whether it's hospital systems or payers, or whatever. And it's really interesting to see how the combination sort of helps both think a little bit differently mm -hmm. about marketing and evolve to recognize that there's a bit more strategy. The interesting thing is with many healthcare organizations that, I, that I've worked with, they may be already entrenched in their market. You know, they know their market, or at least they're pretty sure they do. But as this world of healthcare is changing and also post COVID, the market is changing. You know, people yeah. want to stay home more. That's just one example. And so something's different. Do we know our customers as well as we used to? Do we understand the full ecosystem of decision makers and influencers? And so they're starting to be open to like, wow, maybe things have changed. Maybe we need to go back to fundamentals, make sure we understand the customers and how they perceive what we have to offer and how we're differentiated. So it sort of seems to be shifting the, what I'll call the marketing attitude mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, in yeah. healthcare companies. You know, a couple of years, well, more than a couple of years ago, but probably five years ago, I did some work for a big regional health system up in the upper Midwest. And um, you know, I got, had gotten introduced to their uh, COO and their CEO. And they are like, we really want you to work on this digital transformation plan with us. It's like, really? I mean, you know, I don't know healthcare, right? Uh, and they're like, no, we know that. But actually, we want to, you to work on it because you don't know healthcare, yes. but you, you do know financial services. Right. And in our estimation, financial services could be five to 10 plus years ahead of healthcare. Yes in terms of using technology to service customers for customer acquisition for delivery of services. And so it was, a, it was a really interesting exercise. It was really quite fun. And we actually figured out that digital could enhance their brand, didn't necessarily represent a threat to their brand, but they had a lot of internal education to do, kind of get the troops around this, right? That's really so, great, Mark. I mean, because that, that shows that they're both looking forward versus just today. And they're also looking outside, you know, Periscope up, looking around at other industries and wanting to bring some of the outside in to the company. And that is, you know, I'm sure you were able to be tremendously helpful to them. Well, it was, it was the start of a long educational process, I think, just right. Because, yeah. you know, as much as, you could say, well, hey, wait a minute, there are certain practice areas, you know, in a medical environment that lend themselves 
to kind of digital enablement pretty easily, right? E-counseling, e-psychology. I mean, I even kind of looked at some of the remote sleep monitoring, right? There were already some early technologies. So you could do that from home. You didn't have to go to a clinic and stay in some uncomfortable bed in some uncomfortable room for a night. But I think your point's really an interesting one. I like to kind of go a little bit further on it, Deborah, which is the sort of that outside-in view of what customers really want. And do you think healthcare companies are really very good at that, at understanding those drivers versus sort of, you know, kind of taking that more traditional inside-out view about, well, this is what we do, so let's go figure out where, where else we can do it. I would say traditionally, they have not really thought that way, more focused on this is the service we provide, which is such a critical and important service in the world, and less focus on the whole experience and, and the outside in view. However, I have to say that's really, really changing. And not only considering from the patient perspective, which is key, but also thinking about journeys and perspectives and when I say journeys, I mean decision-making journeys, but perspectives of the different decision-makers, influencers, and there are so many in the healthcare industry, if you think about it, right? What's the doctor's role in this, whatever this service is? When, when and how does the hospital become involved? How about the pay? Mm -hmm. And then you have the, these brokers, consultants, you know, sort of the company advisors, and then you have worksite clinics. There's many different environments. And in each of the environments, to include the home, there are many parts of, you know, we can call it the health services ecosystem, whatever you yeah. want to call it, that get involved in one way or the other. So thinking from their perspective inward to whatever company is, is I'm, I'm seeing that more and more, or at least seeing the companies I'm working with being more open to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the challenges, honestly, is all those different uh, constituencies that, you know, make up for healthcare delivery, right? Not just selling, you know, health insurance, but, you know, delivering all the way through uh, managing care across multiple groups, you know, I, I mean, that's got to be a little bit of a challenge, don't you think, that not everybody has sort of the same appetite for change or uh, the same belief that growth is even good? Yeah, definitely. But I got to tell you, you know, for good or for bad, change is coming. So the question is, you know, do you want to be ahead of it and looking forward, such as the client you referenced earlier, or sort of be driven by it? Yeah. And but there is quite, quite a bit of variability. And this is what makes it so interesting with so many startups. You know, these hospital at home programs, just so many different startups, lots of capital flowing, or at least seems to be flowing and mixing in with companies that have been around for a very long time doing things a certain way. It's gonna be an interesting next few years to see how open more existing companies become and what happens if they, if they do not. I think it's a really important topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, part of that too is finding those areas where you can truly differentiate your business, right? Your brand, 
because a lot of a lot of healthcare consumers looks pretty much look alike, right? I had just here's an example. Uh, a number of years ago, I did some a new value proposition for one of the big pharmacy benefit management companies, and you know, I kind of looked at look. I did a, a word cloud of what they said about themselves. I looked at you know five or six that are competitors, and it's kind of guys, you all say the same thing, right? You know, we have 98% of the specialty pharmaceuticals that you'll ever need, right? It was all product, product, product. Yes. And I said, you know, not one of you has talked about the patient. Right. Um, what do you do for the patient? You know, so we crafted something up that was quite different. You know, it was, it was a, one of those traditional 90 degree turns, you know, and they looked at it and they're like, that's who we want to be. It's like, oh, good, because, you know, you can deliver on all these things, right? You have the capabilities. You yeah. just aren't, you're stuck in the product world like all your competitors. Right. I think the research that you identified is, is so important. And I'll, I'll add one more example to this, and that is a, a healthcare company, B2B, you know, marketing to providers. And so the, the healthcare company, my client identified with, they felt their key differentiator was what they were really best at. And the, after doing some research with providers, the providers agreed that the company was good at that, at what they said was their differentiator. However, it wasn't the biggest priority for these providers. Mm -hmm. They were different and really good at it, but it was not what the providers prioritized. So once we realized, wait a minute, the competition is outperforming them on what matters most, time to look at this differently. So the right. research, this outside in view does sometimes really require doing some research and maybe blasting some commonly held beliefs that maybe were true at one time, but have changed over time. Mm -hmm. New priorities. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, I like to kind of characterize what you said a little bit as this, you know, all buyers attributes are created equal. Some are more equal, you know, yeah. and as a marketing person, your job is to figure out which are the ones that are more equal, that are more important, right? And then how do we perform on those? So I think you're, I think you're absolutely right in terms of sort of matching those capabilities with your brand. You know, you had mentioned early on, Deborah, that you thought one of the roles of marketing that's maybe, maybe not misunderstood but maybe not supported as strongly as it could or should be is that of a growth driver in a healthcare company. Yes. I think we should talk about that. Sure. I do think that, you know, it's sort of the difference between what's the strategy versus what the tactics are. And we talk a lot about this in, in chief outsiders, you know, understanding from the outside in what are key insights, what's changing, whether it's post COVID or, or even completely separate from that, what's changing with your, with your potential customers and all the decision makers and influencers, you know, is your view of the company the same view as theirs? What, what is the competition doing? How are they changing? What's going on? Is there disruption? Is there new possibilities, you know, in, in the market, just understanding what are the big insights 
and then figuring out, okay, to achieve your goals, which means you've got clear goals, what are the approaches or the strategies? And then once you have that, you know, identifying now what are the right tactics with how much investment to achieve those goals. So I think this, this is a true statement regardless of the industry, but mm-hmm. the amount of, of focus on healthcare, it's really, it's really critical for marketing to step up and really lock in on the goals of the company. How does the company make money? What's the right marketing strategy and marketing investments to achieve the goals of the company with a reasonable return on investment for those expenses versus, you know, we want a great trade show, we want great collateral, we want all those things. But I think this sort of stepping into a broader role, but a role that's very, very focused on the growth of the company and how all these activities are going to contribute to that both today and on some type of sustaining basis. And, you know, I'll mark, I'll add one other piece to that. And that is oftentimes marketing will really operate as a, as a silo. And we, we've seen that. And one of our key things as leaders that you and I bring into a company is leadership, the understanding of the importance of alignment between sales and marketing, but that's true across the functions, you know, connecting yeah. with the CFO, and being really being a core contributing member of the executive team. I think these are all the things that I would say are crucial for for marketing and healthcare organizations and and other organizations going forward. It's really really essential. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say, Deborah, you just you just painted a very vivid picture of what a what a marketing role. Uh, in a healthcare company could be yeah. assuming that you had all the executive support right. to drive innovation and change and, and new opportunities and things like that. You know, that's, that's a, could be a really attractive role for somebody just because yeah. if you do it well, wow, you just had a huge impact on this organization. You know, it's, it also sounds like it could be kind of challenging well, in, indeed, but that I think that's what marketing has become in terms of getting the leverage out of marketing, meaning getting the full productivity for the growth of the business out of marketing. I think it really does require that. And oftentimes, you know, we might come in to help really create those foundations and mentor those teams if there's a need to level up or companies may want to bring someone in on a full-time hire basis that can represent that next level up and then help develop the team to support the business's needs for the future. It is a challenge, but I think that's just what is needed to grow and to capture the growth and the change, adjust to the change going on in the healthcare industry today. Yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit about digital digital marketing in particular, Deborah, because I mean, there's plenty of research out there sort of post-COVID, post-pandemic that kind of the world has changed, that digital engagement is taking on different forms, which 
today are much more acceptable than they were you yeah. know, a year, year and a half ago, right? Yeah. How do you think digital is going to impact our, our healthcare friends? Well, I, you know, the healthcare industry is, digital is such a core component of the operations in the first place. So why would marketing not <laughs> yeah. be digital focused, right? And as I think more and more healthcare companies are, are faced with the need to target these all these different segments that we spoke about earlier, right? The different influencers, the decision makers, you know, there could be three, four, five different positions in a company, in a potential uh, client that need to be communicated with or need to gain awareness of a, of a healthcare company, just for example. And so salespeople cannot possibly figure all that out. That's not their mission, but that can be and is the role of marketing. And then when you think about where does digital come into play here, whether it's sort of a figuring out how to do one-to-one -one marketing at scale. So there's yeah. a scaling effect, whether it's the need to be really nurturing these prospects on, a, on an ongoing basis with some level of patterns to provide valuable information. You know, that's really what marketing's gotten to be, right, Marcus? How do we provide valuable information to prospects and then help them, you know, solve their problems or be part of the solutions. And mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, the targeting aspect, understanding, you know, in different companies, is there propensity to buy your services? And how do you learn that? And then how do you create touch points, leveraging digital at scale mm -hmm. to get the word out, to deliver value, whether it's into their inbox, to vet, uh, potential lists and, and leverage databases, just the world of, of healthcare can benefit so greatly from strategic, you know, I've given a range, a whole menu of different things here, but creating sort of a strategic digital approach that leverages both the company's own digital assets, meaning their potentially their website, their social media channels, et cetera, as well as advertised at some level. And the fact mm -hmm. that one can actually track all this and know what's happening, it, is there conversion along the way? And digital really just opens up so much greater knowledge and capability for companies to scale, to measure, to then analyze where's the most impactful marketing? Where's the marketing that matters to their prospects as measured by the, the prospects are engaging. So I think th those are a, a few ideas that come to mind. Yeah. Well, and so if I, if I tried to pin you down, I said, okay, Deborah, you just went through a whole really good laundry list of things that any healthcare organization at least should consider, right? I mean, not everybody can implement everything. But there are, you, you, you know, you just articulated a whole bunch of things. Are there one or two or three success factors that you'd say, okay, look, you know, there are different levels of complexity in some of these programs. Some are easier to get started. Some are faster to get started. You know, some are going to have bigger payback, but they're going to take a while. What, what would you say you're sort of one or number one or number two, or maybe even number three on your 
key success factor list might look like? I would say number one is really identifying, you know, assuming one is identifying your a clear ideal customer profile, you know who your customer is and that you can then learn what is the best way to reach them. Yeah. And often that is going to be a combination of email, you know, a form of digital marketing um, mm -hmm. and perhaps LinkedIn and some combination of those two things. But I think this can clear connection between knowing who your customer is and identifying the best place to reach them. And then within that, what are the best approaches? And I would say more often than not, it's going to be a combination of email and, a, and another digital channel being LinkedIn. Now, I, I would say another area, and I may be up to three already, Mark, now that you're uh, here, it's okay. We'll let you keep it. We'll let you add one it, more. Is, is, is not neglecting, you know, the industry by any means, whether that's um, partnering with an association or partnering with a key publication that your target is, you know, reads, pays attention to, and perhaps put partnering with them to develop some content that's very relevant, very important in the industry and distributing that content through the various channels that that publication may offer, which is likely digital. Some of them have weekly newsletters and then, and then you can reach out to their database if you have something valuable to offer in terms mm -hmm. of content. And, and yeah. I think that way you demonstrate you know, that you have some expert authority and that you have, you are a, you are truly a player, a leader in the industry, and bring value beyond just the services that you're selling. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me let me sort of summarize this, play it back to you, Deborah. So, and I and I understand your number one is what I would probably put as number one, which is I think why you and I have always gotten along so well with the chief outsiders. But your number one was start with identifying an ideal customer profile. And then you said, hey, okay, there, there are gonna be multiple ways of really reaching these ideal customers. You've gotta be willing to put some different combinations together and try it and see what works, right? Um, and one of those combinations gonna have multiple forms of digital engagement or digital communication because that's just the world that we live in today. And then your, your number four, which I also really liked, was developing unique content that represents your brand, yes. that's interesting to your ideal customers, that allows you to build a deeper relationship and more of an ongoing form of engagement with them. And that is the longer game. That last piece is definitely a longer game, but it, it's, it's sustaining power, consistency, definitely will pay off over time. Yeah. Well, you know, Deborah, this has been really fun. I think we've kind of talked about a number of different areas here, but let me just ask you, have any, I mean, any final comments as we sort of summarize our conversation today? I, I would say a comment in the area of uh, sort of upping the game of marketing in a healthcare company 
And if I were speaking to the marketers, I would say to start asking more questions, both inside and out, outside the company, understand the growth drivers in the company, be at the table in, as the company does its business plan and starts to, to develop the growth strategy. And then to, whether it's working with sales or doing your own research, understand the customer better from their own you know, mouths, get, get feedback from customers so you can really bring those insights to the table. And that will really inform the strategies as well as, as just make better choices, make the best choices in terms mm -hmm. of, of tactics and adding, val adding short term and long term value to the company. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, what I, we hope somebody would take away from our conversation is that, hey, you know, marketing can be a big growth driver in healthcare. And, um, and it should be a big growth driver within healthcare. It won't be an easy role, it won't be an easy job, but it can be very fruitful you can really drive innovation and change into healthcare organizations. Is that a, a kind of a fair, fair sum, summary? Definitely. Well said. Thank you, Mark. Great. Well, hey, Deborah, thanks for being on the program. Um, if um, someone wanted to follow up with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Should they reach out to you at your chief outsider's email? Yes, that's the best way. <laughs> and that's dsfell at chiefoutsiders.com. That's the best way to reach me. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, Deborah, thanks again so much. And to our audience, you know, I hope this has been interesting to you just to stimulate some thinking, not just about healthcare, but maybe about the market you're in and uh, how some of these more innovative approaches could assist you too. So thanks. And we'll uh, hope to see you soon.